Welcome to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and each week we'll explore ways in which the arts can in which the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. I'll be sharing ways the arts can propel your child's learning and interviewing top artists, educators, and entrepreneurs. These guests will share why the arts are so very important to your child, along with actionable ideas you can easily implement into your already busy schedule. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and share us with a friend. For extra tips on raising smart kids, head on over to artsmartparenting.com and click on the live tab. Welcome back to the Raising Smart Kids 2.0 podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and your partner in this amazing journey into parenting through the arts. Today's guest is Vincent James, and Vincent was actually a, he's a repeat podcast guest, which I'm so excited. He's the second one in the history of his podcast, so it's so much fun to welcome him back to the show. Thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome, Jan. Thanks so much for inviting me. This is awesome. So just for those of you listening, Vincent was on on episode 58 of the podcast. So in the show notes over at the website, we will actually link up that previous podcast episode so you can listen to that one and then listen to this one because he has so much good stuff to share about an upcoming event that I wanted to devote the entire episode just to this event. So You can find out more about him in episode 58. So let's dive right in. So can you tell us, you have a big event, a big national event coming up in October, and it's going to be amazing. Tell us more about that. Yes, yes. Well, this October, uh, Friday, October 6th, our organization, which is Keep Music Alive, is celebrating the second annual Kids Music Day. And this is a holiday that we created in order to have a way to put the message out there to the public and to the media of how important we think that music education is to children's upbringing and all the different aspects it helps them improve in their lives, Uh, whether it's the educational, you know, doing better in their test scores, uh, building confidence, self-discipline, teamwork, you name it. Uh, So with this holiday, we partner with music music schools all around the country and actually this year all around the world Uh, to hold different events and promotions to help uh, celebrate Kids Music Day. Uh, They're doing everything from open houses, student music performances, instrument donation drives, instrument petting zoos. Uh, Some of them are even, if they're having to be closed that weekend, they're doing house cam concerts where their kids, their students at their school are performing on video and streaming it out live, you know, from home or a local coffee house or wherever they happen to be at and tagging it with Kids Music Day to show that they're celebrating and supporting the holiday and and the cause that we're all really about, is bringing more music to more kids. And what an awesome mission. I just want to point out that last year was the first annual event, and it was a national event. Now you're saying in the second annual, it's an international event, which is such a huge undertaking. So congratulations, first of all, for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're very excited. Uh, this year we have, uh, most of the schools are in the U.S., but we have some in Canada, mm-hmm. we have some in the U.K., and three or four other countries that are coming online. You know, it's going to build gradually. You know, I'm sure when they first came out with, you know, Columbus Day, you know, <laughs> had their uh, sales at Kmart the first year. <laughs> 
Yeah. So it's, it's, it's building gradually, gradually, and we're very excited. So I love this one because it's about the kids and it's about the music and having using music to unite people who are around the globe. And I just think it's such a brilliant message and it's so, so needed, especially as kids, you know, they're having to, to go through more struggles and challenges because of the advent of social media. On the one yeah. hand, they're trying to live up to these crazy, insane expectations, not really understanding that what they're seeing online is sort of like the fake persona. It's what not real life. Not see. Real it's life. not real life. So to be able to bring them real life experiences where they can connect with other people, whether it's locally through a local music school, or like you said, when they're doing the webcam recordings, they're able to connect with people across the country who share their same passion and then right. everyone right. can be excited and celebrate one another. How amazing. Yeah, music is definitely something that can help bring us all closer together, and, and it really needs to start as kids. And this is where we learn that we're all really the same, you know, whether we're in Pennsylvania, Nevada, yeah. Ireland, Africa, it doesn't matter where we come from, what we look like, you know, we're all human. Mm -hmm. and music is something is one of those things that can really help to bring us together. Absolutely. And music is so important, especially now, too, when there's not a lot of it happening in schools anymore. So yeah. kids aren't getting the access to music like they used to. So with you guys coming in to bring this event and bringing it to the forefront of our attention, you know, with the media and with just, you know, getting kids to understand, like you said, that music connects us all. And in light of all the recent political craziness, I mean, this is the one thing where we can say, you know, we have this in common. So let's take this commonality and move forward together and see what great things we can create together. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about the benefits of music. You talked about them a little bit in the beginning and you talked about how music can help kids academically. And I really want to dive into this topic a little bit more because I know for some parents listening, when they think about music, it doesn't necessarily equate to them thinking their kids are doing better in school. So right. how does it help kids in the academic arena? Well, I think what they've discovered through research is that playing music is one of the few activities we can do as humans that actually utilizes both sides of our brain, the left and right side, and forces them to communicate together. And it helps build bridges between the two sides. So, and those bridges, as they're connecting and building up more connections, uh, they're actually helping kids in other subjects, uh, whether it's math or science, language, English. The research has shown in the studies that the kids that have music education for at least a few years, they perform better than those other subjects that the schools and the government are all trying to save and, and maintain and do better in. So by cutting the arts, you're kind of cutting out the part that's going to really help them. And, and I realize there are always going to be budget concerns, but I think we need to pay more attention. And, and maybe even in some schools are bringing in classes or bringing music into the classroom again uh, and using it that way, which I think is also a valuable yes. tool to use. Uh, and it was something that was done a lot more back, you know, whether it was the 60s and 70s, uh, 1960s and 1970s, mm -hmm. for those who aren't sure what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was different it's funny an interesting thing 
I discovered that uh, teachers, when they went to school to be teachers back in you know the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and maybe even the 70s, it was required that they learned how to play an instrument. Fascinating. The piano or the guitar. Mm. I think it might even have been the piano. And for the reason being, so when they went to teach, whether it was elementary school, junior high school back then, uh, high school, they had that music ability to bring into their classroom. And that requirement for teachers to, you know, to become a teacher, you know, has long since passed, uh, which is unfortunate, but that was kind of like an eye-opening moment for me. That's how important music used to be in this culture. I mean, so many people in their house, I don't know the percentage, had a piano in their house growing up it was very common you know you didn't have tv right uh, at one point you didn't have radio uh but many people had a piano and that's how you heard music somebody playing the piano in the house you know and you had people that would go door to door selling sheet music <laughs> you know traveling the country and this is how you know culture was shared throughout and now we have the internet and push a button and do anything we want but yeah which there are certainly many benefits to that. Uh, but the drawback is, you know, we're not starting at home in, in the basics, you know, of teaching kids, you know, in the home music, like it would have been taught, you know, by mom or dad uh, or in the uh, schools starting out. And I think it's definitely, so rounding back to your original question, you know, the kids will do better in school mm-hmm. and their tests and it's going to help prepare them for college, which is what parents are really concerned about. What are my yeah. kids do when they grow up and they get out of high school how are they going to get the best jobs how are they going to get into the best colleges uh and music is one way that's going to help them get there where they want to go and i couldn't agree with you more and like you said the fact that music can use both parts of the brain really is so eye-opening because if you know when kids are kids they should learn to be kids and it's through music they can still be a kid but yet involve their whole brain and start opening their eyes to more opportunities and, you know, music and the arts I love because it gives kids an opportunity to be problem solvers because maybe the chord they played didn't work, but maybe if they adjust it, you know, it sounds better to them, but they learn to be flexible and adaptable and just always being thinking about, you know, the next step and how they can, achieve the next step. Even if they don't have the skills they need right now, they know through lessons that, okay, with a little bit of practice, you know, we can get there eventually. So it's fascinating that I didn't know that in the 70s or 60s or 40s that teachers had to learn an instrument. Yes, we were, I was, quite, I was blown away when I heard that. Yeah, and that's so interesting. I can, I can just imagine, my mind is going to a classroom right now and thinking, oh my gosh, how much fun would a classroom be if during times when the kids are a little bit more stressed out or amped up, the teacher could pull out the guitar or the recorder or whatever instrument they play and just play and let the kids just do things when there's music happening and letting them enjoy rather than always feeling like, okay, what's the next thing? And having these, you know, very quiet classrooms or chaotic classrooms that are not helping them to focus or not helping to develop their whole brain. Right, right. Yeah, music definitely helps teach kids to focus. And I love the creative part that you mentioned a moment ago in that music is one of the, is a safe way for kids to learn how to be creative. And these creative skills that they're going to build 
are going to help them be the future doctors, scientists, inventors, and help create the you know the future of our of our world, our society. Yes, uh, it's no secret, and and it's no coincidence that many of the world's greatest scientists, inventors, and doctors uh, were musicians. I mean, the music that they learned as a child and all that creative process they went through helped them develop the parts of the brain that led them to eventually make many of these great discoveries, uh, invent many great inventions. You know, Einstein is just one example, but there are many. Uh, and, and he knew how important music was. And, you know, throughout his whole life, you know, it's said that he played the piano every mm. single day, piano or the violin every single day wow. he would play. And he would do it to, to, to release his mind, let his mind wander. Uh, I mean, he would play classical pieces, but he would also just play around and noodle around and just let his mind kind of wander. And these ideas of how to solve problems that he was working on would come to him. I mean, that was his form of meditation. It was basically a musical meditation that yeah. create many of the discoveries that he came upon. That's brilliant. And I'm learning so much amazing new information today. Thank you for sharing all that. But I think you hit it there where it was his musical meditation, where he entered into this state of flow, if you will. And I talked about that on a previous podcast as well, where mm -hmm. you, when you're engaged in an activity, usually a creative one, time can just slip away and yes. hours can pass. But it's in that time when you're in that flow state where all these new creative ideas emerge and the best inventions and the best creations come from that time when it seems from the outside that the brain is maybe relaxed. But really, that is most creative because you're allowing it to be relaxed and not stressed out and let things just happen. I love yes. that. It's very important. Absolutely. So if there are listeners out there who don't have a musical instrument in their house, right. what would you suggest to them to get them started on this musical journey? Well, there, there are many different ways. I mean, the... Nowadays, you can pick up a keyboard, you know, even like a almost a full size 61 key keyboard uh, for about $100 or uh, in a beginner ukulele, probably about $40, $50. Mm -hmm. I encourage them, you know, maybe go in with a friend if that's too much. Uh, find a way to find a place where you can get it to a keyboard or get, you know, borrow a guitar or ukulele. And the one wonderful thing about technology, one of the many things is that we now have <clears throat> literally thousands, if not millions of YouTube tutorials on how to learn how to play almost any instrument under the sun. I mean, when I was learning, when I had to quick learn how to play the ukulele over the summer for a, a video thing that I was doing, you know, I mean, I went right to YouTube and just like, okay, where's the chord? Because I played guitar for decades. Mm -hmm. Chords are all different. <laughs> on the ukulele yes. so yes. i had all this muscle memory i had to kind of <laughs> learn temporarily so i could play the you know half a dozen chords on the ukulele and do it live for a live video and mm -hmm. not so foolish but just the fact you know when i was growing up the only way we could learn something was you had the record player you put the record <laughs> on you put the needle on it and you let it play you fumbled around trying to find the notes and then when those four minutes are up you pick the needle up and you did it again Right. And did it again. I mean, I learned to play, you know, Show Me the Way uh, by Peter Frampton on the guitar that way, literally <laughs> just playing it on the, on, the, on the record 
the album over and over and over. And it's amazing that album survived <laughs> that. But now with the technology today, kids can utilize many of these tutorials that are online. Uh, if they have a friend that learns that knows how to play an instrument, you know, <laughs> ask if they'll come over and, you know, show you a few chords just to get you started. Uh, and one really cool thing is now also online to say, you know, you're wanting to learn how to play the piano or guitar and, you know, your favorite song is, you know, XYZ by Beyonce. I know that's not a real song by Beyonce, <laughs> but I'm just throwing <laughs> And, uh, you know, you just Google the song, her name and chords and there are the chords. And once, you know, your friend teaches you some mm -hmm. of the basic chords, which really is just a half hour, an hour, you can sit there and start to play you know, one of your favorite songs and sing along. And then you've really, the bug has really bitten you. <laughs> right. This is exactly what our daughter did is I taught her a few chords on the piano because she never really wanted to take formal lessons or have, you know, trying to sit down at the piano for more than 10, 10 minutes. It just didn't happen. <laughs> uh, she didn't want to do it. But, but once she realized she could just play, learn a couple chords that I showed her. And then next thing you know, she's got her cell phone up on the piano, bringing up chords, bringing up songs and chord charts and playing them and singing along. And for her, music is a fun activity that helps expand her mind, helps her relax, yeah. helps her get, you know, kind of get away from all the troubles of the world or whatever's going on in her life at that time. So either try to get your hands on an instrument, an inexpensive instrument, mm -hmm. borrow one from a friend, ask a friend to come over and show you a few things. Uh, many schools still do have a piano somewhere yeah. Uh, in the school, you know, not as many pianos as they used to, uh, but just try to find a way where you can, you know, get a hold of an instrument where you can play on a semi-regular basis. Yes. And, you know, see what the beauty of learning music does for you, you know, does for them. And, you know, I think once they start, uh, I've never met an ex-musician, <laughs> somebody who you know, said, oh, I don't, you know, I used to play. Uh, people say that, but it's really still in there, and you know they can right. do it again. It is kind of like riding a bike, uh, but more fun in my mind because you're not going to crash. <laughs> well, right. Well, and I think for sometimes for adults too, even if they played as a kid, they forget how much they enjoyed it, and they just see that it might take some work and some effort to do it. So they often yes. just don't jump back in. But That's for right. those people who do jump back in, I think they quickly come to realize that you know, something had been missing for a while and they maybe couldn't put their finger on it. But when they come back to a lesson and, you know, we love working with our adult students who come back in and it's fascinating to watch them because like you said, it's like riding a bike. So they have these skills that were kind of dormant for a while or in hibernation. And with a little bit of instruction, I mean, it comes back quickly and they're able to accelerate and really just take their learning so much further. And, you know, they really start to come to enjoy it at a different level, you know, as an adult than they did as a kid. So yes. I think, like, like you said, there's, there's a wealth of information available so quickly within seconds of you typing something into Google, you can right. pull up something and learn something. And then definitely I would recommend that at some point, you know, bringing on a professional, bringing on a mentor or a teacher Absolutely. who can really take you to that next step. Because I know that um, from personal experience, you know, when I learned to do things sometimes by watching the videos, I'll pick up the bad habits of maybe the person who taught me not knowing right. bad habit at the time. Then when I go to, to learn some more, it's pointed out, I think, Oh, wait, 
that's you know that's not how I learned it. So that they're having to unlearn those things. So if right. insert a teacher in there partway through and to kind of just help push us and take us to that next level. Because I know sometimes when I set out to do something, if there's not someone you know there saying, "Hey, did you do this or did you make that next step happen?" It's right. sometimes easy just to stay right there and stay comfortable. Stay in stay our comfort zone. It's, you know, it feels good, but there's not any new learning happening. So definitely right. we want to make sure we're always continuing to learn. So awesome tips. Yeah, having, okay. having a mentor and learning anything, you know, a teacher yes. is definitely will help you get there faster for where mm -hmm. you want to go. And uh, the online stuff is something, you know, if you're looking for an inexpensive way to get started. So the two yeah. definitely go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Hand in hand. I love that too, that you can, you can do the free YouTube stuff. We just want to make sure that we're paying attention to who it is we're following and make sure they're a yes. credible source and then finding a local mentor who can really kind of get us to go to that next level. I think, yeah, it's a beautiful partnership to have all those pieces in place. And there are music teachers literally in every town, every town, yes. almost any instrument, instrument you want to learn, whether it's a, you know, a music school, uh, or an independent teacher, you know, if you ask around, you'll find people that are out there teaching kids and adults every day. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, for the adults listening right now, too, I think, again, being able to either return to lessons and do it with your